find out. <laughs> uh, let's start with a word of prayer and see where God leads us this morning. I definitely follow, Lord. I just want to thank you for this day. Lord, I want to thank you for what you're doing in our church. Lord, I do praise you for all the things that are taking place. In Jesus' name, amen. I didn't put it down as a praise. Part of it is because it's a political thing. But I am thankful that they reversed Road versus Wade. Um, I think we need to stand for life. And, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that they've had an abortion or know somebody's had an abortion. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I saw it as a good thing. So that's all I'm going to say about it. But anyway, um, we're in John chapter 15. And uh, this is a variety of things. But we're in John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandry. In Jesus' time and where they're talking, people have depended on grapes for years and years and years. And what they have is their grapevines are probably at big around in some tree trunks. And the reason being the grapes started growing up and they'd trim it and the trunk would get the vine would get bigger and the vine would get bigger, and eventually it sends off branches. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I'm the, I'm the solid piece here. I'm the, I'm the big trunk of these grapevines. My God is the one that goes around trimming the grapes. Now, you may not know this, but grapes only grow on new growth. They don't grow on old growth. If you're going to get more grapes, you've got to trim it so that it has new growth every year. That's why the vine becomes so big and so thick over there is because it's been trimmed back, trimmed back, trimmed back, trimmed back. And that's what Jesus is referring to. Everybody understood that we in the United States here, and we may not understand that because, you know, we, we just don't have that many. Really, really, we do now down in South Texas, but we're getting more and more grape warpers every day. But the thing is, is that this is what Jesus is saying. I'm the vine. My God is the one that trims it back. And that's just a good picture. Okay? And then he says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring more fruit. If you're not in God, you're not going to bear fruit. It's just... It's just that simple. God has called us to be a light in a very dark world. God has called us to be an example to other people in a very dark world. We live in a time that the spirit of truth is so blinded. Well, he's not blinded. But the world is so blinded to the spirit of truth that they cannot see the truth no matter how plain it is. I don't know how to I don't know how to explain this any better. Um, I've seen a lot of misconceptions and a lot of lies running around, and there are more people jumping on the bandwagons of lies than there are truth. <laughs> Sometimes you have to ask yourself, are they really that dumb? 
do, do they really, really believe that? And what it is, it's the spirit of truth. We see the spirit of truth. We have the spirit of truth living in us. And because we see the spirit of truth, we are able to see through the lies of the world. The world can't see them. The world doesn't even know that they're being lied to. They just believe whatever whatever's going on or what they've been told. But because of the spirit of truth, because we're part of the vine, we have that spirit of truth. The ones that don't bear fruit are cut off. The ones that do bear fruit are what? Pruned. Ah, this is kind of hard for us to understand <laughs> to accept. If I'm a Christian and I'm doing good, God's going to prune me so I can do better. God is going to prune me. Pruning always hurts. If you were a vine and you're right here and you're just minding your own business and someone comes along with shears and goes, whoop, and cuts off a piece of you, it hurts. God is in the process of making us more Christ-like every day. That's his job. He comes along and he, he cuts away the things of the world. He cuts away the cares. He cuts away the the sins in our lives so that we can produce more fruit. It's painful. None of us want to die to the flesh. I, I don't care who you are. Your flesh does not want to die. Okay? I, there, there are some things that your flesh does and it just doesn't, it just doesn't want to give them up. Um, I'll, I'll confess. I have a, uh, I, I, anyway, I have a moment of flesh sometimes with my phone. My ringtone on my phone is rolling, rolling, rolling. I just like it. It encourages me. It makes me laugh. But to be very honest with you, that's my flesh that likes it. I should have something that says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But no, my ringtone is rolling, 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 okay? God is always in the process of working on our parts that need pruning. I'm glad he does. It's painful. It hurts, but guess what? It's very much needed in our lives because if God didn't prune us back, our flesh would take off like crazy. Okay? So God cuts and snips and helps us to we can produce more fruit. Remember, fruit only grows on new growth. So if I'm growing, I'm going to produce more fruit. So God has to trim me and cut me so that I can do what? Grow and produce more fruit. Okay? It's, it's a process. I don't like it, but it's a process. Okay? Then, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Our sins are clean by the word of God. Isn't that cool? God came and died on the cross and paid the price for our sins. And when we accept that word, our sins are clean. We don't have to worry about, <laughs> I, I don't know, dirt and sin and everything else that comes up against us. Because we are clean in Christ. When God looks at us, he does not see Roland Harvey. He doesn't see Reba. He doesn't see Kim Harvey. He sees Jesus Christ's blood. 
He sees us through the blood of Christ because that's what cleanses us. So, so we're cleansed, okay? It's also talking about dirty old grapevines. There are some vines on the, there are some branches of the vine that have gotten old and withered and their leaves are all drawled up. They need to be pruned. They need to be cut back. We are cleansed through the blood, through the word, okay? Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you expect ye except you abide in me. The only way that we can produce fruit is to abide in God. I find it interesting when the Spirit of God moves. It, he, he moves kind of fun. When the Spirit of God moves, sometimes there are a series of events that you know that the Spirit of God is moving in all the same direction. This morning devotional was like that. I wrote, wrote, wrote this morning devotional last night, and I send it out this morning. I must have had nine comments this morning on that morning devotional. Most of them were, well, I'm preaching on God choosing us today, and I like that devotion because it confirmed what I was supposed to speak this morning. Um, Landon Darlick, he said, my, the girls were sick today, so they stayed home from church and listened to church on the radio, and me and the boys went, went to church, and he said, the sermon we heard this morning was God choosing us. We came home, and the girls heard the same ser sermon from a different guy about God choosing us. Okay. That's the act of God. My morning devotional, I felt by God moved me, and the Spirit of God this morning is dealing with God choosing us. Okay? That, that's just a cool thing. It's cool to be plugged in and see God work that same sermon everywhere at the same time. There, there's, a, there's a peace about that because you're going, wow, God is at work. There is no way circumstances could have worked it out that all of these people are thinking about God choosing us, preaching about God choosing us, without us all being attached to the same vine. Does, does that make sense? It, it's a God thing. Those kind of things get me excited because God is, we're all plugged into the same vine. So we're all getting the same message. Have you ever noticed, Kim notices this sometimes. She notices that I'll preach on something on Sunday morning and all week long she'll hear a sermon similar to that on the radio. How does that happen? It happens because God's Spirit is saying, this is what needs to be proclaimed now. Here's what I want the vine to do now. Here's what I want the branches and, and the fruit that I want you to gather this week is all off of the same text or all off the same idea or all off the same concept. It's not that all the preachers get together and say, okay, I'm preaching on such and such today. Everybody else preached on the same thing. We don't know what each other's preaching on. But we do know the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God moves to magnify whatever needs to be done to gather fruit that week. That's cool. That, that's cool. Some mornings, you'll read a morning devotional, not mine or any. You'll just read something and the Lord will speak it to you. And it bears fruit all week long. 
It, it's the same. You come across those circumstances all week long. That, that same thing keeps popping up. It's like um, if I told you to go out today and focus on Volkswagens. Well, how many Volkswagens would you see? You would see hundreds of Volkswagens, and you'd go, where did all these Volkswagens come from? Well, they've been there the whole time. It's just now you're focused on those Volkswagens. When the Spirit of God moves in us and helps us to focus on something, we start focusing on it all week long. It becomes a focal point for us. I don't know how it works. I just know that the Spirit of God moves and our minds and our attention and everything are drawn to that point. Maybe it's things we need to pray about. Maybe it's things we need to work on. Maybe it's things that God is trying to improve and help prune away our flesh. Whatever it is, it comes from the Spirit of God. All the fruit does not necessarily mean salvation. It says it produces fruit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Peace, joy, gentleness, meekness, long-suffering. Okay? Those are also fruits. Those are fruits in our lives that is produced by the, by the vine that flows through us. Because we abide in God, we produce fruit. Some of that fruit is for our own benefit. Peace <laughs> in a time of stress comes from God. Gentleness comes from God. Meekness comes from God. Loving each other comes from God. All of those are fruit of the Spirit. And the more we walk with God, the more fruit we're going to see in our lives. When you're not a Christian, you don't have those fruit. You have other fruits. You've got anger, wrath. Uh, you know, you've got the fruits of the flesh. When you walk with God, you have the fruit of the Spirit. And it's the fruit of the Spirit that abide, that tells us that we're biting in the vine, that we're hanging on, that we're walking the way that Jesus wants us to walk. It's the fruit of the Spirit that shows us over and over and over again that we're doing what God wants us to do. It's the abiding in God by the fruit of the Spirit that encourages us to be what God wants us to be. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. We cannot bring on the fruit of God or the fruit of the Spirit by ourselves. The only way the fruit happens is by being attached to the vine. That's the, that's the only way it happens. I, I, know, I know some people that are, that are lost. And uh, one of them says, I, I'm going to show you. <laughs> this was a challenge at time. He said, well, I'm going to show you that I can develop a fruit of the Spirit without being a Christian. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to do patience, and I'm going to do it right now. And he had already blown it. <laughs> he, he had already blown it. We cannot. It is, it, 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 without abiding in the vine, we can't produce the fruits of the Spirit. We, we might be able to fake ourselves for a little while. We might be able to say, I, I, I was patient for 10 minutes. <laughs> I was patient for, for, for that long. I, I have, no. If we actually look inside of ourselves, we realize that that is an empty fruit. It doesn't produce the fruit. 
There's a difference between trying to control your anger and be patient and being patient. You don't believe it? Go sit at the doctor's office and be put on hold and be put on hold and be put on hold and be put on hold. What, what's going to eventually come to the top is going to be the fruit that you bear. Either fruit of the flesh or fruit of the spirit. And it's amazing to me, but abiding in God produces the fruit in our lives. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The more we abide in God, the more we abide in Christ, the more fruit we bring in our lives. I find it interesting that the older I grow, the more of the fruits I see in my life because they've been lasting longer and longer and longer. The more I grow in Christ, the bigger the fruits get. There was a, I've had some strange jobs in my life. I was doing landscaping at this group of houses. And one of the mothers approached me and she said, my kids have never grown a garden. So what I want you to do instead of landscaping, I want you to plant a garden for my kids so they can have the opportunity to actually watch a garden grow. I said, okay. So I tilled up the ground. I put in fruits out, you know, I put in gardens out there. They had corn and they had okra. They had zucchini and they had cucumbers and tomatoes. Okay? Kids would go out. And they'd watch it grow. They wouldn't pick it. They just wanted to see a garden grow. They'd never seen a garden grow. They wouldn't pick it. So I came to the lady and I said, uh, we, you know, we kind of need to harvest this stuff. She said, well, we don't want it. You can. So they're paying me to grow a garden and receive the benefits from the garden. Well, I'd go out there and I would pick. I mean, this was a good garden. Except I didn't pick zucchini. I, I'm sorry, I just don't really care much for zucchini. But anyway, I didn't pick zucchini. And one day, I came over there, and they had this zucchini that was probably three foot long and about nine or ten inches around. And they're going, we found this strange thing in our yard, and we don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it was a zucchini, Okay. But as long as it was fastened to the vine, guess what it was doing? It was growing bigger. When we're fastened to the vine, when we're plugged into Jesus, our fruit will get bigger and better and sweeter. I got news for you. Y'all have never actually tasted a pineapple until you go to a country where pineapples grow wild or where they raise them. There is nothing sweeter than a pineapple that's been ready to ripen on the, on the tree by itself. And they cut it at that moment. There's nothing sweeter than that. Now, the pineapples you get in the store, they gathered them early and they're ripened, but they're not ripened on the vine. Would, would all of you agree that fruit that's ripened on the vine is better than fruit that's ripened in the store? Oranges, bananas, it doesn't matter. Tomatoes are all better if they're left to hang on the vine 
and ripen and mature on the vine. As long as we are on the vine, we're going to produce good fruit in our life. And it just gets bigger and better and sweeter the whole time. That's what abiding in Christ does. The more that I abide in Christ, the bigger and better my fruit gets. Okay? Um, it, it, it just works that way. Haven't you ever talked to an old, old saint or an old Christian that's been walking with Jesus for hundreds of years, it seems like, and you don't find anybody more sweeting, more sweet, more loving, more kind than somebody who's, who's been there for years and years and years? You just kind of want to hang around them. It's kind of like good fruit, isn't it? It's a wonderful, because you know that they have been with God for years and years and years and years. And you can just see it. It's just dripping off of them. Their fruit is just abundantly there. It's because they've been with the vine. They've been on the vine. Okay? Now, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and the man gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If we're not part of God's, we're part of the world. And those are what? Gathered together, cut up, and they're cast into hell. They have a chance. They have an opportunity. They just refuse to be part of the vine. They, they don't want to accept the vine. When I worked for um, International Paper, one of, the, one of my jobs was I had to go out and get grafts. We were trying to improve pine trees. We were trying to come up with the most superior pine tree that we could come up with. One that resists disease, one that produces lots of seed, one that grows straight, one that has very few limbs. I, I mean, we had a criteria of these pine trees that we were trying to produce. They would find one of these pine trees, somewhere out there in the woods, and they would send me out there and I had to go out with my 22 rifle and I had to shoot the top of a limb out of that pine tree and I would bring it back and we would cut it and we would graft it onto a tree so that this tree will eventually end up being a superior tree and we would get rid of the old, old tree and old branches and we were working on the, on the one that was growing. That's what it's talking about. God comes in, grabs us in the world and he starts growing us and starts nurturing us. And as he does, he cuts away all the old so that the new can grow and be bigger and better. If it's not part of the original growth of that tree, we didn't want it. And we'd cut it off. And we'd haul it off. And we'd go burn it. That's what it's talking about. God comes into our lives. We are born in God. We become fruit. And we start dwelling in the vine, and the more we dwell in the vine, the rest of the world, the things of the world, fall away. And pretty soon you've got this pine tree that is a superior pine tree. It's growing in an orchard, and we go out and we collect the seeds off of it because it's a superior pine tree. Okay, it's bigger, it's better. It's a, we had a 10,000 acres of pine trees. And all of them were superior pine trees because we had gone out and shot the tops off of good pine trees, bring them back. 
we cross-pollinate them, and we keep doing that over and over and over so we can come up with the best pine tree to do what we, what we needed to do. God does the same thing in our life. We become Christians, and God starts working on us, helping us to become the best vine that we can be so that we can produce more fruit. And the fruit that we produce is sweeter, more better than any other fruit because we've hung on the vine long enough for it to mature and produce fruit. He is the vine, we are the branches. Now I will tell you this, if you're ever in California, um, there's a place that you need to go see. Most people don't know about it. It's called the Underground Garden. Okay? And there was a man that came over from Italy, and he bought this piece of property. And he decided that he wanted to build things like the catacombs that they had in Italy. So he, dig, he digs down into the ground, and he starts digging this layer of tunnels underneath the ground. Every now and then, a tunnel would open up, and it would had daylight that would shine through it. It was designed that way. And in that section, he would plant a tree, or a grapevine, or something that produced fruit. And you could walk around inside of his tunnels, and you come across these trees that are producing fruits and grapes, and you don't even have to get out of the tunnel. You just reach up and, and pick them off. The funny thing was, is he also studied grafting. And he had one tree that had 12 different kinds of fruit on it that, that he had grafted in there. See, when we're grafted into Jesus, my fruit may be different than your fruit, but we're still part of the vine. Right? We're still part of the same group. We're still growing together. So if you're ever in California and you want to have a good tour, go and see it. The sad thing was, and I'll share this with you. He was hoping to eventually build a hotel underground. He even had one room that was the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool that he had dug out where water had been falling. It was really nice. Well, when he died, they sold part of the property. And the property that was the hotel and the swimming pool had been all bulldozed down, and they built houses and stuff on it. So his little section is still there. But I'd sure like to see all of it. I like to see the Olympic-sized swimming pool underground. It just, those things kind of fascinate me. Because he did it with him and one mule and a pick. That's a lot of work. <laughs> anyway, we are going to produce fruit if we live with Jesus, if we walk in Jesus. If we know Jesus, there will be fruit in our lives. I definitely follow the Lord. I just want to thank you for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to hear from you. Lord, I just appreciate you so much and for the fruit that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen.